Hey Changemakers, welcome to your go-to destination for finding inner peace, reducing stress, and embracing self-acceptance. I'm your host, Lee Mitchell, and together we will support you one breath and step at a time with kindness, optimism, and awareness. Today, I'm thrilled and honored to have a friend and mentor to me, Hilda Gann, join me on the podcast, where we are going to be discussing how to be the best version of yourself, both professionally and personally. I'd like to uh, say a few words about Hilda and then um, have her uh, share a little bit about herself, and then we'll dive into some uh, deep discussions. So... (laughs) We always have deep discussions. Don't I know, we, even even on the phone. Always. Yes, yes, exactly. We 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 think we're going to talk to each other for like five minutes, and it turns into a two-hour conversation. And I may or may not be crying by the end of our conversation. Uh, Hildegan is the founder and. Chief People Officer of People Bright Consulting, an international best-selling author, motivational speaker, leadership and team trainer, the creator of Rev Up Your Potential and the Business Leadership Breakthrough, and a fascination certified advisor. Her company provides HR consulting services and people leadership skills, training, team building and diversity training. A serial entrepreneur, she created a business recognized as the best workplaces in Canada, top 10 twice. Wow. She is passionate about helping small and medium-sized business owners and executives succeed by building their confidence as people-centric leaders. That is an impressive bio. And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear in your words, you know, what has been one of the most satisfying elements of your career to date? I love to help that I went into I'm a nurse by profession originally and now an HR professional so I have a dual profession and I wanted to help people my husband and I started an engineering company in the late 90s and I think that was an amazing and enjoyable experience helping mentor guide and build the, the people that joined us, um, it, it, I'll, I'll tell you it later, but I, I just found some really exciting news that validates why one wants to help people. Wouldn't it be nice at the end of somebody's career to see the people that, whose lives they touch? And so what I love doing in it, when we did have our company, the one that became a best workplace in Canada, it had such fun memories and such I guess, anecdotes that really help me help business owners, HR professionals, and people in general lead the best lives that they can. That's my essence for being. And that's my mission now. Before I retire, I want to touch as many lives to be the best versions of themselves. Yeah, well, it was funny. Um, I, you know, I, I did the fascination test uh, 
I guess probably about two, maybe two years ago or some sometime in around that. And I, I was just blown away by it. And I was so fascinated <laughs> by Pun intended. Uh, yeah, exactly. By what I learned about myself. And then you since have given me a, a deeper dive into what that all means. And I happened to be going through the website because I was just really interested in, in the program. And I thought, wow, this is such a powerful tool. And lo and behold, I find you on the website. So I believed I reached out to you and said, Hilda, what is this? Uh, you know, it was just such a weird coincidence that, uh, that you were an advisor for them. And I happened upon your information after I completed the test. So <laughs> So, so I got lucky. I got some to really get a deep dive into what that all meant uh, and really has changed how I see myself. So thank you for, for being involved in that and for giving me a bit better understanding of how I can best show up and be the change maker that I really want to be in, in my life. I I lucked out upon fascination advantage. Uh, you know, I've taken DISC, Myers Briggs, and in Strength Finders, so many of the tools. And and mm. there was a session that we as HR professionals had, and I was actually coordinating that for the professional development committee. And I got to know Finca, who was who who taught being fascination for years. And I thought, of all the tools that I've ever taken, this one. I love because number one, it's very insightful. It's very bang on. And number two, it's 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 not how you see people and how you are you an analytical, are you a decision maker, are you a, a, a relation builder? It mm -hmm. looks at how people perceive you. And when mm -hmm. you find out your strengths and you you use those perceptions of you at your best, then you speak more confidently. So I said, I love this fascination. It's done in a positive way. It's bang on insightful and people can apply it. And then they become a little bit more um, understanding of different nuances. So when I became a fascination advisor and I've done several hundred analysis, everybody is unique. And the overlay and the intricacy that I find is amazing. One person who is innovative, out of the box thinker, and she said, oh, I, I was coaching her and she said, how's your day going? I said, oh, it's so, it's such a busy day. I'm looking forward to when I can just sit down and focus and put the, my earphones on full blast and listen to music. I can't do that. And then suddenly I realized, wait a minute, she's an innovator. Innovators have ideas like out of the box ideas coming all the time she puts on the noise to blot out all of those other ones so she can focus so as i continue to become a fascination certified advisor connecting with so many people i can dive in deeper into their their 16 page report and reveal things that they they just kind of read and they're they're not quite sure what that means i dive in deep and i just love it i just love what happens when I can educate people about their confident version of themselves. Yeah. And, you know, I've done all of the tests that you, that you referred to, because I'm a bit of a, a personality <laughs> test junkie. You and me both. You and me both. <laughs> and uh, I, I really found that one, that one to be the best because not only did it tell me so much about how I'm perceived and also what my unique talents are, but it also gave me words to describe myself. 
And it continues to provide really great emails reminding me how I can best show up and be the best version of myself. Oh, yeah. That's how I'm perceived. Once you get on, you get an email list. Oh, hey, you know, as a person with, you know, Mm -hmm. no relationship building, it's called passion. This is what you should be doing. This is why you do it. Stuff. It's it's really, really cool. I, I love it because people can use it in so much of their their personal professional lives like some people say maybe I should get my 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 partner to take this you know (laughs) so we know why we're brushing up against each other or why we get along in certain ways and and so I love I love that part of it to to help people It, it just it is it is a really good useful tool and when when I've got people who are thinking about career changes, we look at their resume and we use the words, the key words that help describe you at your best so that you shine in your resume, you shine in your LinkedIn profile and aspects like that. Yeah, it really helped me to 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 um, have the right words to to use. And as as a I mean, I'm a multifaceted fast, sorry, I'm a uh, multi-talented, let's say that. <laughs> a multi-talented person and uh the you know what what i find is that i've been able to get a better sense of how to describe myself and not feel self-conscious that i am involved in so many different um yeah yeah it validates yeah the joy that you have in doing it not sort of have to second guess what am i doing too much am i doing too much no Mm -hmm. this is who i am and and i love doing it so let's keep doing it right Exactly. And I, I'd like that you mentioned that spouses, uh, that it's kind of cool to do that. Because if you if you recall, uh, I just recalled, me, I recall. Yeah, yeah. You helped me get my husband to do it. And so um, I learned a lot about him. And, you know, I'm his number one fan in, in terms of like helping him to, to uh, consider new opportunities, including he teaches at York University as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm able to better describe him when I'm talking to him to others, uh, because of the, of the great content that, 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 uh, profile provided. So tell me about RevUp and the work that you do, uh, th- through that. So I, I know, you know, thank you for inviting me as a change maker. And I thinking, geez, you know, I've been making changes many, most of my life. I remember when I was a pioneer in, in creating a, not creating, but f- introducing a new way of taking care of your patients when I was a nurse, because I started my career as a mm-hmm. nurse. And then um, we had a certain kind of patient that was taking up acute space in the ICU. And so again, I brought in a new technology, like a new way of nursing um, for patients on a regular floor for people who had these breathing machines, ventilators. So all my life, I've been doing that kind of change. And when my husband and I, he, well, my husband came to me as I was finishing my master's, three kids, you know, from the time the youngest was six months old, I was taking two courses every semester for four years, working full time. And I thought, what am I going to do with my newfound masters? And my husband says, I'm thinking of starting a business. And that business was was engineering. And we said, wouldn't it be nice if people loved what they did, loved where they worked? And that's what we did. We created 
the framework to build that, you know, and, and do mentoring programs and training, educating people to be, you know, what they wanted to be leaders. And, and when we sold the company, you know, I thought of all the things that I did to develop our company, and we had 125 people, seven offices across Canada by the time we sold, I said the things that I loved in terms of all the operations, because that's what my forte was, building all these 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 structures and processes and, and, and creating a healthy work culture, the part that I really loved the most was the people. And building, you know, our mentoring program, our training programs, our, our, our culture. And so I thought, so what do I want to do? And I thought, okay, how do I articulate our success formula? And I'm driving along and I'm going, okay, we treated people with respect. And we looked at them as equals. And, and equals meant your job is equally as important as my job. So I didn't want the VPs to say, well, I'm the VP, you know, mm. no. And when one of our staff who was interviewing, she was the executive assistant to a, a VP. And somebody said, what do you like about this company? She said, I like the fact that I feel equally important to everybody else. Right. And she's the executive assistant to the VP. And I thought, yes, we got this. So we treated people with respect. We looked at them as equals. We valued them. Mm -hmm. And then I think, okay, you know, I've come up with this word rev up. We revved up our staff. And so I had those first three words. I thought, okay, what's, what's the other two? What's the other two? And then I thought we treated them as individuals. So uniqueness became the you and rev up and then we tapped into their potential so rev up is a set of principles that i use to help people create more healthy work cultures create trusting relationships build people leaders out of people who get promoted to be leaders because people who get promoted to be leaders are promoted primarily for their technical skills in their industry and for their project leadership to run it on time on budget connect with the client but do we ask them how do you motivate and lead your team no it's a byproduct they think it's going to happen so i wanted to bring this rev up concept to clients and when you're first starting out you don't have a big following right and and i in my mind visualized someday i want to teach managers to be people leaders and so i held that concept rev up quiet for two years as i built my company up but that's how it started and i i put it on through the government for well not government through the lawyers for trademark and six years later i'm still waiting for the official registered trademark it does take that long because <laughs> in our company itrans we trademarked our our, our value system, which was insight, integrity, and innovation, three I's in iTrans. We had lots of fun. You would like that because you're a marketing person. We had oh, lots yeah. of fun creating branding and, and, and all that. So yeah. RevUp was important for me to create and to share. And from the uniqueness piece, I had to quantify it. I couldn't just say, Lee, you and I are unique individuals and I want to tap into your potential. Well, how do I know how to tap into it if I can't quantify it, right? It, it's qualitative. Everybody knows they're unique, 
but I needed to quantify it. And then of all the tools, you know, even what kind of tree are you, which is, you know, just fun of yeah. all the, the, the psychological science-based and other research oriented tools, fascination was the one that resonated. So that's what I use when I want to quantify how each person is unique. Mm, I love that. So what kind of tree are you? I don't remember. <laughs> and I don't even know what kind of animal I am. Cause when I ask the questions, I think, is that me? Like, I don't even know what the characteristics of an animal is to know whether I am that animal or not. So <laughs> it's more for fun. Icebreakers at, at, yeah. at parties. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, you know, I say, I always ask because I'm a bit of a fan of trees. I, I look like, I just, I love to touch a tree. I love to look up at a tree and just think like, you know, all those branches and how they change and evolve. Like, I just think it's really fascinating. And um, so Be Happy Mindfulness, uh, we have this philosophy called Be Koa. And Koa is a tree that tree. is, yeah, it's a Hawaiian tree. And it's known for being extremely uh, resilient, tough, hardy tree that can survive under like the most bleakest of like dry conditions and whatnot. And um, so our, our COA stands for kindness, optimism, and awareness. Wow. So the yeah. double entendre. See, I love, yes. that's what I love. And that's what like, I love my rev up concept. Yeah. And when you're talking about trees, trees are like businesses too. I love mm. walking, you know, since COVID I've done a lot of walking in my backyard, which has a huge like conservation area around it. And I love the seasons because mm. when you think about it, you know, in, in, in spring, things are, are blooming and blossoming. Mm -hmm. And then when you think about fall, things are falling off and now you can see the branches. So when you look at your company, you can start to, when the leaves are falling, you can look at the branches. And then when the snow comes, the branches even become more accentuated because there's a light dusting. And so are your trees growing and, and expanding the way you want? Or I've seen trees that are gnarly and they curl back on each other and they can become tortuous. So mm -hmm. is your operations like that now too? So whenever I'm walking, I'm thinking of businesses and I'm looking at this. So yeah, I see the anal analogy and the allegory in, in my walks. Yeah, and it's it's, it just tell me why why do you walk um because i i i've actually just learned from a mindfulness perspective how important and and uh for re-regulating your um your your nervous nervous system walking is um it it is the best way to release stress because stress gets stored in us we think mm -hmm. oh if we come home and we have a drink or you know, we watch mindless TV that's, that we're letting, letting it all go, but we, we continue to store it, but exercise is a really important way that we can actually release that stress. And so I learned that going on a walk, um, because your eyes are moving around and you're walking and your, you know, time in nature can also assist us, you know, basically within, you know, 20 minutes of walking, we start to feel better and we're able to problem solve and be more creative. So just curious to know what you get out of walking. So I find having a regular outlet to release tension and stress is good. And for 12 years of my, my life re before COVID, I did ballet. And, oh. and so the ballet, you know, I, 
it's very much in keeping with who I am. When we do ballet, we are perfecting every muscle, bone, and fiber. So you're focused, you're mentally focused on doing it. And because I like to continuously improve things, I'm always continuously improving my myself. But during COVID, everything shut down. So I needed an outlet and I found um, that walking was good. And nature is, as you say, it to touch nature, the grass, the trees. So on my walks, I do have to touch a tree. And, and if it's wintertime, I take my gloves off because doing it with mittens isn't. And the contact of feeling the tree is the grounding connection. And the fresh air is invigorating and, you know, gets your metabolism in stimulation. And in the early days of COVID, I would talk to people, right? Mm -hmm. And then I realized, no, this is my time. I am not going to do business during my walks. I am going to enjoy nature i'm going to de-stress i'm going to connect so wow it's it that's really fascinating because i was the same way i used to listen to podcasts or like you said talk to people on on my walks uh and try to multitask and now with mindfulness being the essence of who i'm trying to be i really just focus on what's around me and listening to the sounds and smelling you know like using all my senses while I'm mm -hmm. on my walk and you know it it helps me tremendously to just reset and yeah. it helps me to reprioritize and if I'm obsessing over something it's amazing how I could be obsessive before I go out on my walk and then by the time I've come back all of a sudden the thing yeah. that I was obsessing over doesn't seem so powerful anymore so it's a, it's really interesting on my walks yeah. I find the beauty of nature and I I have what I call sanctuaries so there'll be places where it provides me with some peace and you know I can see the sky and I can see the the river and I can see the grass and so I have depending on the walk I have different I have different trees that I like <laughs> and different and different what I'll call sanctuaries that I go to <laughs> That's so great. I didn't know that about you. So uh, that's uh, that's really nice to hear that we are bonding over trees. <laughs> uh, so what else would you like to share with us about, uh, you know, what's important to you as a change maker and and how how do you help change makers to become the leaders that they're meant to be? So I think that rev up concept really has has germinated since those like seven years ago. And over the course of pre-COVID, I was starting to do my rev up training and really seeing the fruits of that labor, helping people to find their most confident selves. And then COVID came and I, I converted it. So now that post-COVID has happened, I'm really stepping up uh, my desire to help as many companies as possible. So I try to get into corporations to do training and that's that's bearing fruit as well as I like to present my own. And I, I hooked up with a person who I know from previous times, Laurel Carr, and she was all about Colby. And Colby, for those people who don't know Colby, is a, is a assessment that looks at your behaviors and your activities and like fascination looks at your communications and how you 
when you discover how you communicate in your most natural, your most instinctive, and it's your strengths, then you build trusting relationships. Colby, when you discover how you pattern world, how you are most productive, the things that you do so well, so quickly, they identify at different levels when you're doing research, when you're implementing something, when you're planning something, and when you're visualizing something. And we have different levels. Uh, some of us are at the very strategic level, some of us are at the very detailed level, and some people like to plan, like to, to maintain a process and policy. And so we're, we're different in each of these four domains and the three different ways we do it. And then what it does is it says, okay, you only have 100 barrels in a day. How should you be spending those times in your barrels? And so I thought, wow, this is really good. And both Laurel and I realized this is powerful. If we can help people communicate in their most confident self, and we can help people identify those things that they do well, quickly, and instinctively. When you find the best versions of yourself in both of those areas, then you can come across uh, more confidently. You build relationships. You make decisions with more confidence and ease. And so we've created this business leadership breakthrough that you um, that you shared with the introduction. And so we're looking forward to doing it regularly to groups and to corporations to really help people understand that best version of themselves. So that's my change maker. I want people to be and f to find and become the best version of yourself. I've, I've been mentoring since I was well, since I was my man, like the first time I was a manager in my 30s, I was mentoring my staff and making sure not like most people every staff member gets their evaluation done on time when i moved from a manager in the intensive care to a director at a new hospital i had 65 staff and i knew that the next manager would not find the time to do those evaluations on time so in the four weeks i had left i made sure that every staff member had an evaluation done before I left, because wow. we don't do a good job of that. So yeah. I'm out to help people be more confident, more capable. And if I can share this anecdote, yesterday, I just found out this woman who my husband hired as his first employee, she was recognized as the woman of the year for what's known as the women's WTS it's a women's transportation organization and this she was recognized for Canada and she recognized my husband in her her congratulatory speech and she and I've had breakfast meetings uh, get togethers together and the first time we had one years ago she said Hilda you were a role model to me and I said really I said I wasn't even in engineering she said yeah but you were the 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 one female that I knew in my circle that had managerial roles and so and you had a family and you were doing this all and I aspired to that and so I've congratulated her this morning and we're having coffee next week and and she still said yeah you know I want to thank you very much for what the two of you did to to help me achieve what I've done she was the first internet Canadian ITE uh, president. So this is, you know, the community's organization. And then she became the international 
um, a transportation engineer, like chair president as well. So pioneer, a pioneer, uh, and such a wonderful, wonderful journey. I'm, I'm still on a high from hearing her, her, uh, her recognition. Yeah, I think sometimes when we hear that someone that we've t touched has had success, it's almost more exciting than any of our own personal accolades, yeah. and you have many. So uh, that's that's <laughs> absolutely wonderful to hear. And, uh, you know, you got to see it to be it, right? So, you know, yeah. that's what that's one of the reasons why I created Women in Biz Network in, in those early years was that, you know, in my work, I found that women were often in competition with each other and didn't know how to support each other. It was like, well, if I, you know, if, if I had to deal with it, then so should you, right. As opposed yeah, yeah, to being yeah. compassionate. Yeah. And, uh, and so then all of a sudden I start getting involved in the entrepreneurial world and realizing, wow, women actually do like each other and they do want to support each other and they do want to encourage and, and provide examples of how, you know, you can be the best version of yourself. And you certainly, you know, counseled me on many of the challenges that I've had over the years. And, uh, you know, so your encouragement has been so valuable to me to, to recognize that, you know, I can be vulnerable, but still be a great leader. And so, yeah, I, I, I credit you for, for, creating an opportunity for me to, to share things that I never expected to share because you have that ability to. You're, <laughs> you're making me blush. Uh, well, it's true though. Like I just, I've just found that we've had, you know, I've, I've told you things that I, that I really don't share with anyone. So it's, um, it's, it goes to, it goes to show you that you have some really, really powerful skills and um, I, I think that you do help leaders to be who they want to be. Uh, and so congratulations on, on that mentorship uh, win with, with your friend and uh, past colleague. That's, that's I'm really just wonderful. so excited for her. I'm so excited for her. I learned, I learned a valuable lesson early. When I was growing up, you know, women played games, right? You know, how do you attract a man? Well, you, you create an argument so that you can see whether they like you or not, right? And, and I remember this one guy said, Oh, you're gonna play that. And I said, play what? I thought, Oh, yeah, that's a game, right? So I learned. But the most powerful lesson I learned in my 20s was my, my BFF, my best friend. Um, we couldn't get enough of each other. We worked together day in, day out. And then in the evenings, we would phone each other. And my husband said, who are you talking to? And I had that look, don't you get enough? But <laughs> what I want to share is that I saw her as a true friend. And anything that she did, I didn't say, well, I could do that better. Or how did she get that? Right. It was joy. It was joy mm. at somebody else's um, discovery or accomplishment or whatever. And I'm going, wow, you know, those little green eyed monsters that we all have, I don't feel that with her. And when I felt that learning experience, I could then do that with other people. And I think that's that that friendship has shaped 
what I believe we as women and as men should all do is, is look at each other's accomplishments, not as a comparison, not as a, a is as diminished, but mm. to, to bring joy. And that's why when I do my management leadership training, I want to help people motivate and uplift each other. Because in the end, wouldn't you rather be known for the person that, you know, just even helped one little step in that person's career versus I want to be known as the bully who made everybody's life miserable. Wouldn't you live that as your legacy? No. So we have the idea of choosing and I choose to help people motivate and uplift each other. And I choose to do that with manager and manager training that one of the one of the clients that I'm just finalizing a deal with, he said, Hilda, you know, I want to go with you because at first I thought fascination was kind of woohoo until I knew <laughs> it was science based and I've taken the, the test with you. And he said, I think your training program is going to be more interesting to our employees and more applicable, something they can take away with them than these other ABC company training things where they're going to say, yeah, I got to sit here and uh, lunch will be at 12 o'clock and whatever. So it was so heartening to hear that my proposal and the way I shared what I do he recognizes that it's going to be impactful and it's going to resonate. So I'm excited about when, when he's got the final budget approval, because that's what they're waiting for. <laughs> that's always the way, right? Yeah. We, yes. we have to, we, we have to wait until those uh, little hoops, yeah, and those checks yeah. and balances before you can do the stuff you really love to do. That's true. So how can people uh, connect with you and what's next? So I told you about the Business Leadership Breakthrough Program. We're actually starting it in January so people can look me up. But I'm actually doing a um, a Black Friday sale on fascination. Oh. So if people go into my website, which is www.peoplebrightconsulting.com, they will see about a 30% discount on, on the, uh, the, the, the event. So it's it's leading up to and including a Black Friday. So the best way to get hold of me is my name's Hilda Gann and you can link go into LinkedIn and I'm the Hilda Gann without the funny numbers at the end. Or they can visit me on my website, peoplebrightconsulting.com and connect with me there. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for an inspirational chat and I'm looking forward to uh seeing all of the wonderful things that you accomplish over the next uh, years to come and continuing to collaborate with you. So it's been, it's been uh, a wonderful conversation and thank you for being an incredible change maker.